Greetings, everyone. This is the Sound Health Options Directions for Truth Show with Richard Talk to Me Guy and Sherry Edwards. Good evening, Sherry. I think. Sherry, I think you're muted if you can hear me. We were talking. I know you're there. Hmm. I'm tap dancing as fast as I can. I'm not hearing you at all. Well, isn't that exciting? I see you talking over at WebEx, but I'm not hearing you at Blog Talk Radio. Curious? Well, well, well. Wait. Now I bet I hear you. Hello. Hello. Yeah, Blog Talk, Blog Talk Radio had muted you. How exciting. <laughs> All right, well, greetings, everyone. Now we're back. Uh, it's great to be here. It's been so icy and snowy. We've been out for a couple of days. The uh, sheriff puts out this number, and if it's above two, you can't get out on the road. We've had two deaths here. One, a big semi-trailer went over a rail and fell several stories and killed himself. So our whole community is rather dampened by this weather. And, you know, I... Didn't I couldn't place myself with you in the fires and how devastating that was to the community and how you talked about mm-hmm. it. I feel it now because that that was just an absolute um, devastation. Yeah. Um, roads that you think are perfectly safe. And I don't want to talk about bad things anymore, but it certainly has... Respect made me respect Mother Nature. I don't know if the fires that you were in had anything to do with Mother Nature, but the ice and um, rain and storms. You know, I've been on the planet 70-some years, and the last couple of years have been the worst um, weather changes and unexpected things than I had ever seen. And it, it just makes me want to do more for the people. That's I didn't mean to get off on that tangent. Just welcome everybody. We're glad that you're here. This is going to be the first in no the third in a three part series about bioacoustics. Thank you for all the feedback about things that you didn't know and you were glad they came forward. Um, and all the mail and the things that you wanted us to cover. We're going to take these three recordings and make a little short video about it because we think people really need to know more about bioacoustics and about creating the medicine of the future. We see this much as Star Trek, that you run a little tricorder, you know, over some... um, slight or trauma or big thing, and it helps fix it. And once we are not so concerned with our health and spending, what, 20-some percent of our gross national product on health, maybe we can jump to that next era of um, Aquarius where everything is going to be wonderful. Are you wonderful this week, Richard? (laughs) Uh, wonderful well we had our first rain we had our first 20 hours of rain 
and it wasn't, you know, I didn't flood, the river didn't rise badly, so it's kind of okay. I have a number of people down in the Southern California fire area where I just saw a news bulletin as the show was about to start talking about. So they had the big fires down there. I don't know how many thousand of structures they lost down there, but quite a, quite a lot. Lots of canyons down there, so it gets really the travel, fires travel really fast up and down the canyons. And now I just saw a bulletin that four people just died, or eight people died in a mudslide. So <gasps> it makes me thankful to be in a place, I'm kind of like you, where I'm trying to go, okay, I'm safe, I'm dry, it's not 12 degrees below, I'm okay. So I'm trying to go with that. Well, it was 12 degrees below here two days ago. Oh, <laughs> I was just making that up as a number. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, I was very concerned about the animals, but I'm very concerned about the planet and what is going on. I'm very happy with our Sunday guest, Science for Sale, David Lewis, and how he was talking to us about the science that we think we can come to believe in really has been bought off by people who want to put the money in their pocket, like your subtitle, <laughs> Where's the money? Follow the money. Uh, yeah, follow the money. He wants to come back and do some things about vaccines because we just got into it. A lot of things that you guys had asked for, and, and that's why we do this show, so that we can bring you people and information to help you make decisions, to help make your life better, and hopefully we can provide some things to you that will help you along. Like we're going to have a pre-vaccination um, risk factor program in not too long, so you'll be able to test bioacoustically test your children before and after they're forced into vaccines. Uh, Sherry Tenpenny sent me more information, and watch this, guys. Of especially your elders when they go into the hospital, they're shooting them up with vaccines and not telling you, and not even asking your permission because you're under their care. And if they decide that they want to shoot you up with a vaccine, um, that's their prerogative. That's a bit dangerous. We are not free. People think that we are free. We aren't free to own property. We have to pay taxes. We can't uh, go to a hotel. We pay taxes. We can't go fishing. We have to pay tax to, to do that. Richard and I were talking about this beforehand that you have to have a tax to own a boat um, to go to the grocery store to go to the movie theater it's not a free country and even by our somebody just sent me a message here even by what we look at in our health it's not free it is coming it happened to me last week I have to go to the doctor every two or three months um, because they want to check on my back, and, you know, I'm always fine. But when you have such a uh, traumatic fall like that, and for people who don't know, I fell off a two-story balcony, and so they want to check me, and he said, it's uh, it's time for your vaccines. And I said, what vaccines are you talking about? Because I'm not interested. He said, oh, your flu shot, your pneumococcal pneumonia, hepatitis, and something else. I can't remember. I said, well, I'm not interested. 
He said, you know if you don't comply with these that if you ever need medication, they don't have to pay for it for you under Social Security. I said, why am I paying Social Security every month for insurance if they can dictate what they're going to pay for? I'm the consumer. I ought to get to say what I want my insurance to pay for. He said, well, without compliance with these shots, because you are over 70, they can pretty much dictate what you have to do. Now, Richard, is that free? Is that freedom of health? I find that despicable. Well, I find it... It's, I think it's disgusting, and having been in a healthcare facility for a year where I bet they tried to shoot me up with stuff, is that one of the things that I really want from now this is my this is an opinion, but also an observation from having been in that circumstances and watching the machine that was the healthcare facility that I was in, is that the people that are wanting to make sure that we get vaccinated when we're in hospitals or in facilities are not doing it because they're trying to either make us well or worse or take over our brains or have mind control. They're doing it because the machine they operate in makes a profit off of every person they vaccinate or shoot up. That's, I think, the agenda. It's back to my follow the money. They Every time they give somebody a vaccine or a shot of any kind, a flu thing or whatever, some company somewhere is making money, and the company providing it, meaning the hospital or the healthcare facility, is making a profit off that injection. And that's why they're like, yeah, let's get this in there. That's why they can charge $20 for an aspirin, because they can. Well, the crazy part of all of that, and we're going to be doing shows, I think in April or March, a lot of it is about vaccine. But the crazy part is a dollar out of every shot goes into a pot to pay for damages, yet they're saying to us there are no damages. Now, how stupid do they think we are? And we go right back to, we are not free. And this is all in Obamacare. We are not free to do what we want with our bodies. Now, I can see if somebody wanted to take a razor blade and slice themselves up on the public highway or something and make a big blood pool and cause a problem. Uh, And I'm not saying people have a right to slice themselves up. But we certainly have a right to say what kind of health care we want, what kind of pills we want to take. Um, and it just, um, I'm flabbergasted. I don't have enough to say that's organized in a way that uh, makes sense. I am just very, very happy that I have bioacoustics at my fingertips. So if something happens to me, I got up last night and my knee hurt. I went and did a print and gave myself the frequencies for the connective tissue in the knee And I'm fine, well, and wonderful. And I understand that a lot of people don't want to do that for themselves. I love doing it for myself. And so that's why we do it for people and we do it for the doctors for people. But bioacoustics, that is the medicine of the future. And we want it in your hands. That's why we do all this research at the center here, our sponsor. Um, That's why we give away things... um, softwares and classes to get you involved in being self-responsible. And there's people say to me, and I've said this before, 
if this is so good, why is it free? If it's free, there must be some catch attached to it. You know, I want to start a new trend. I want to start a Star Trek trend where we can go to our replicator and say, Earl Grey tea hot. That's what um, Captain Picard said. And it just becomes a cup of tea out of Adam's. And he didn't have to pay for it. It's just there. I want that freedom that everything is available, that we all can partake, that there's no poverty, that there's no lack. And I think if we're all healthy, which is my small part of it, that may come about quicker. Healthy inside, healthy outside. And that's one of the things we talked to our guest on Sunday about uh, Dr. Lewis, was that as we take care of the planet, and he was talking about the sludge and the agriculture and how they've really destroyed a big part of our ability to grow our own food. As we eat that food, we pollute our inner planet, and it's a we're around in a circle again of doing ourselves in. There's all of this Atlantis stuff that says we were here before and we were too stupid and we destroyed ourselves, so we need to go back and do it again. And now we're spoiling it again. And Richard has been talking to us a lot about the planet and Big Pharma and what's going on there. Uh, You probably have an announcement about it. (laughs) <laughs> I didn't mean to, but it ha- it just happened. I have two. Well, I actually have any number of announcements, but I'll be putting some of them in chat. One of them goes perfectly with what we're talking about. Uh, Trump appointed Alex Azar, who is worked for Eli Lilly, to be the to be confirmed as the Secretary of Health. Really, somebody who is part of the drug industry going to be in charge of our human and health services? Really? Does that make sense anywhere? And I'll read just a couple of short lines about, at the moment of great consequences for American health care, with drug prices skyrocketing and seemingly seemingly unchecked, there are a myriad of reasons why the Senate should oppose the nomination of former drug company executive Alex Azar for Secretary of the Department of Health and Human Services. Senators need look no further than his dismissive policy statements on women's health as well as his history of working to advance predatory pricing, including tripling the price of insulin. As outlined in the letter below, and I'll put this link in both chats, from over 60 groups opposing his nomination. So Trump appointed him, wants him to be approved as the head of human and health services. I don't know where anywhere in his job experience there's been anything to do with actual human health. There's that. Well, I would hope he is a convert or that we can create him into a convert for this idea of self-health. We're going to have a lot of influence. I'll tell people why in a minute, but we're going to have um, a lot more influence than we've ever had before. Wonderful. Now, the one other one um, I will uh, once again... And then soon this, I'll stop talking about this, and we, we will have it or not have it. There's a site called Vote for Net Neutrality. So the FCC ignored 
83% of the Americans. Well, I'll just read this because it's easier. The FCC just ignored the public and killed net neutrality. In 2018, Congress will have a simple up or down vote on whether to overturn the FCC or betray 83% of American voters, meaning 83% of American voters are opposed to repealing net neutrality. In a close election year, if they don't vote for net neutrality, we won't vote for them. So when you go to this site, you'll have the opportunity to sign up. Then It's not for anything. It's a nonprofit from what I can tell. And it's an organization where you just give them, you either can join by text or by email or follow them on Twitter and be notified how your senator, your congressional representative votes on this issue. And what this group is saying is if you vote to repeal net neutrality, taking away neutral bandwidth for all bytes that flow on the Internet, in other words, as it is now, as it was until the FCC just chose in their own little, without anybody else talking to them or them choosing to, Ajit Pai ignored the 83% of Americans opposed to it. They chose to kill net neutrality. So when this, if and when this kicks in, good luck. And so what they're saying is, here's the list, get on the list. We'll look up who your congressional representative is. We will notify you how they voted. You can then tell them, if you vote for this to kill net neutrality, we're not going to vote for you, period. It's a really clean, I like the idea of, you know, that's the deal. There, there has to be some way to make people that are voting for us actually vote for us. That's, That's another it. way that they're taking away our rights again. Yeah. And when we started looking at bioacoustic biology, we were fighting people every day. People were taking our stuff or saying we can't do this. And finally somebody uh, testified that that's the way they were keeping us down, that they kept us tied up in court, so that's where all of our money was spent. So in looking at where this was going, you've seen some of the other things where it came from, and where it's going is I decided that I was going to keep enough ahead that anybody took my stuff, my intellectual property, I would just give out another big boost of it so they were behind again. Now we've got a great big announcement coming up about how to distort your perceptions of time using frequency. And we've already tested it. Now think about that. How do you distort your perception of time? If you had 24 hours in a day, what could you do? You know, and I'm looking at the things that we've done over the years, and I'm astounded. I'm astounded that over... 400,000 people have downloaded our nano voice. I'm astounded, too, that a few of them downloaded it and are attempting to sell it, but I guess that's human nature. So when I found this quote by Buckminster Fuller, you never change things by fighting the existing reality. To change something, build a new model that makes the existing model obsolete. And so it is with bioacoustics, a new beginning. 
And our fight all along has been acceptance, has been laying claim, because this came from a very esoteric perspective. Think about my son who had um, a motorcycle accident. He was 18 at the time. He's in his 40s now. But um, I listened to his sounds in the hospital and set frequencies on his machine that we called a self-management auditory device, something we invented here. And he was on a morphine pump and pumping that thing, trying to get more morphine because he was in such incredible pain. And he was a big guy even at that point. He could stand a lot. But this morphine pump would only give him a dose every 12 minutes, and he's pumping that thing every two or three minutes. So when I did the sounds, there was three different sets. The first set didn't do anything. The second set took away his pain. The third set was something that the TV interfered with, and that didn't work. So we went back to the set that worked, and he went for hours without punching that morphine pump from a frequency that affected his brain, that affected his pain, that affected his biochemistry. It had an effect. But how do you explain that? We had some lady come into the room, and she just listened to the room and did a sound, and we put it on this machine. This is half esoteric. This is part uh, hospital records. We knew that this came from a place um, that probably couldn't be explained. And hardly anybody would listen to me as to what was going on except those in the esoteric community dealing with auras and biofields and prana and chi. And when I could go out and demonstrate that I could hear somebody's sound and I could hear the sound of the room, that was not explainable by any scientific terms. So they called it psychic. Well, we learned that psychic is knowing something you know and not knowing how you know it. So we have learned at this point, after so many years of struggling we have learned that people with similar frequencies in their voice also turn around and have very similar issues. Somebody who has a broken leg uh, has the same frequencies as somebody else with a broken leg. And so we began looking at all of this and being able to put together the idea that maybe we could do this backwards. If we couldn't prove that what I was hearing was something that the body needed, if we couldn't prove that it was a vocal print uh, that would tell us what was going on, if we couldn't prove that the ears and the voice in some way had a relationship of how we program each other or ourselves and each other uh, with language, Maybe we could do it backwards by looking at everybody who had the same kind of problem, 
and beginning to see, let me put this up, that people with similar traumas, illnesses, syndromes, psychologies, diseases, toxins have similar, if not identical, vocal anomalies. That's what we have proven. And through the years, I thought with every opportunity, there was going to be this great leap about what is going on. Larry Trivieri, who wrote a book, Health on the Edge, and he wrote this some uh, at least 15 or 20 years ago. He wrote in there that Sherry Edwards is 20 years ahead of her time, that this needs to be embraced, but we can't explain it scientifically. But that sentence, I just gave it to you, shows scientifically that we can do this backwards. Now, it's a strange way that Larry Trivieri came to me. I got a call, and this guy was talking to me about sound and whatever, and he was going to write a book. And I said, can you hold on a minute? And I, because his sound was so loud to me. Here's the esoteric part again. And I said, excuse me just a minute, and I did his sound because I just I couldn't hear his words because his sound, his signature sound by the ancients, his autoacoustic emissions by modern science was so overwhelming to me. And he said, my God, what did you do? I just felt chills all over. So I explained to him that I hear sounds from people, and that sound was a Capricorn, and it was overwhelming. And then he said, I knew you were the real one. He was the editor of that big silver book, The Definitive Guide of Alternative Medicine, and they were including people in it. We're in there on page 447, by the way, as the pioneers of this, even though there's a lot of people uh, trying to copy us. He said, somebody got in touch with me, and they wanted me to put them in this book as the person uh, who did vocal profiling, invented vocal profiling. And I went looking on the Internet, and I found you because I didn't believe what this guy was saying. And you have just proven to me that you're the one. You're the authentic one. He was a Capricorn. It influenced him even on the phone. He put us in that alternative guide to definitive medicine, and he wrote a book called Health on the Edge. And we were in there with um, a lot of famous people, William Tiller, um, and I was the only one that was not a doctor that was in that book because I came from this esoteric perspective because I could hear and I could vocalize sounds that your body was putting out. Now, I created an entire computer process for this. Math as medicine, signature sounds, vocal profiling. It doesn't matter what it's called. It didn't come from academia, and that's been a problem all along. It didn't come from a college or big pharma or whatever. Here's Sherry Edwards, this little nobody from 
Ohio, nowhere, Ohio, and she says this is real. Well, poppycock. Well, to the people that we really helped, it really mattered what was going on. With Dr. Russ Rudy, who came to us on a scooter with an, uh, I don't know what to call it, baclofen pump that they put inside of him to control his pain. They said he had MS. They said, go home and die. You have no life left. Well, he had sort of heard about what we do here, and he showed up at the door, and we did a vocal profile. We'd stick a microphone in front of your face and and look at about 30 seconds of your voice. And I said, I don't think you have MS. I think you have an injury to your spine. Well, he totally denied that until two or three days later. He finally remembered, like 18 years before that, that he'd had a skiing accident. He really did have an injury to his spine. We started working with him, and we have the lab tests, the scientific lab tests that say, yes, there's a recruitment of nerves. You're growing your nerves back from your waist to your feet. It's not MS. It's an injury to the spine that's reacting like MS. The symptom is MS. But here is this computer program that I created from an esoteric perspective because I could hear what was going on with him and look at it in his voice. And he was able to go back to work again. Is that esoteric? Is that scientific? Who gets to claim it? That was one of the cases that was recently presented at the A4M conference in Las Vegas. A4M, International Academy of Anti-Aging Medicine. A medical conference, one of the most prestigious medical conferences in the world. This is on our site. American Academy for Anti-Aging Medicine includes pioneering bioacoustic vocal profiling outcomes at international conference. And Dr. Russ Rudy was one of the very serious issues that they presented. So we came from this talent of mine that I didn't know what to do with. I didn't even understand it. To, being, to learning about the ancients and what they did with all of this as signature sounds. And Deepak Chopra gives people their mantra, their sound. And then we found out, well, that's by age and, and location. Um, but an individual signature sound. We created the system and then found out we didn't need it at all. You carry with you your signature sound every moment. When we take 30 seconds of your voice, that's very static. The sound that you carry around with you is very dynamic, and you can listen to the sound in your ears, which they prove that's what I'm really hearing. My ears hear things that are a different scale than humans. They are almost like a, 
a dog hears. So there is a way that you can heal yourself perfectly without me, without anything anybody is telling you. And one of the things that Bruce Lipton said um, that I just absolutely love, and I'm going to put it up for you as soon as I find it here, Bruce Lipton is the one that deals with all of the epigenetics. And he says, the moment you change your perception is the moment you rewrite the chemistry of your body. And we have found, through looking at vocal prints, that if we can teach you to listen to your own sound, you never need a computer or a microphone or giving you a frequencies. We as humans forgot this talent, and we want to bring it back, but we also realize that people are busy with their lives and, and they can't do it and whatever. Almost everybody on the planet sleeps. So here's the technique to not need me or what I do anymore. So maybe you're laying in bed or in a bathtub, but laying in bed is pretty safe. You won't drown yourself. Put the pillows up around your ears and listen to the inside of the pillow. And you'll start to hear a high-pitched sound. And then listen to somebody in the other room or the TV or something. And then come back to your ears stuffed with the pillow and you'll find a sound, a high-pitched sound that's like millions of angels off in a distance or tree frogs. And sometimes it has many notes, sometimes one note. But if you can capture that sound, your ears have a focus just like your eyes have a focus. But we don't believe our ears because we can't go back and see it again. We can't go back and hear something again like you can open your eyes and go back and see it again. So capture that focus. Listen to it. It puts your brain in a healing mode. It puts your brain in the mode of touching other dimensions. Now, if you're afraid of spiders, there's going to be a six-foot one there. You say, take a bite and go on. If you come to a wall... The way over it may be backwards. There's no logic here. Just feel, and, and your body will become weightless. Whatever your fears are will come up. Face them and go on. One morning, and this is for me, I get stuck on electric transformers. So look at where they are around your house and go out the other direction because you will float right out of your body. You won't be able to feel. You'll be able to look down. When you really get good at this, you can look down and see your body. But really listen to the sounds. Listen to the sound current of your body. Concentrate your energy where you hurt whether it's your heart or your liver or your big toe or your eyeball or your hair's not growing right, concentrate your energy there. This is your freedom of health. They can't take this away from you. Now, music does take it away from you because it's hard to hear. 
you can hear it better in rain. You can hear it very good when you're under water, like in a bathtub. But you can, I don't, don't want you to do it in a bathtub, even though it's 90 times more effective, unless you've got somebody there watching you be absolutely weightless and you have everything under the water but your nose. I just don't want people to drown, and if I recommend that, somebody's going to sue me or something. I shouldn't say that. That'll start to set it up. But know that that is an ancient technique. I discovered it, seems like a zillion years ago. And I'm going to tell a story here that I didn't plan to do. I think bioacoustics is protected. I think there's other dimensions that I drop into. Explain other dimensions. Okay. Um, if you uh, quickest one would be if you take your hand and move it really, really quick, you can't see your fingers. They're like a fan moving around. You can't see all the blades. It changes the dimension of the ability of your eyes to see everything and focus clearly. Oh, another really good example, telephones used to be one wire, one voice, and everybody had party lines, if you're old enough to remember that. Now they've changed the frequencies, put them in other dimensions, and now one wire can can change or carry thousands of voices and other dimensions. In some of these altered states, and I love them, uh, they're so peaceful, they're difficult to explain the peace that comes with them. When you're there, whatever you program is probably what's going to happen. The potential of math and what you're hearing in your ears is math. It's a frequency. And very, very young, I had an encounter with a large cylinder that happened to be in our woods, and it had this dancing figure on it that the girl with me called an argy. I didn't know what it was. I know years later that it was a holograph. It was moving. It was three or four triangles set together. I've written articles about that because it ends up from Ruth Montgomery when she was writing booklets or books about altered dimensions that that particular great big cigar-shaped cylinder that we found in the woods was actually a starship. And this hologram on the outside of it was trying to tell me something. And at first, the formulas that I was using to help people, I was hearing them in my ears when we were writing them down. And we then found out they were in the Christian Bible. But then we found out that the shadow of these triangles that I call the trimester, because I think it represents what we feel, our spirit, our heart, our physical body, everything that's going on now with us. I think that three triangles fit together. And if you want to see a copy of it, go to our logo. It's on soundhealthoptions.com. It's that blue and purple kind of logo thing. Well, that casts a shadow, 
and it casts a shadow of the Templar cross. And one of the things that happened in the olden days when people took over um, a city, a world, a country, they tried to get rid of everything that was the basis of that society's cohesion. And one of the things that I think they took away from the Templars was the ability to heal through herbs and pass along that information in the genetic structure so that we would always have it. And for those of you who need to catch up on the Templars, um, Prince Philip tried to do away with them. They were a sect of the Catholic Church that became very rich and powerful because they helped people uh, without much um, asking for anything in return. So people gave to them freely. And I think maybe that's where I get all my information about I should give everything away because my expectation maybe on some unconscious level is that people will come back and support what we're doing here. But here's the Templar sect that we're charged with keeping people safe and healthy. And somehow that information got imbued in their their lineage. Now, not many of them had children. But when you consider that they're trying to take over this sect and they wanted to hide their real truth about what was going on, they created this information about using the relationships of three, six, and nine. So we looked at what this holographic representation was on the side of this, I can't think of anything but spaceship, other dimensional, I think. So here are these triangles that are all three, six, and nine in dimensions, and that's in in the Bible. And I we use those formulas to create healing in people. We got some success. Actually, we got a lot of success. We just didn't know what we were doing. Until one day, here's this trimaster that my son built for me as I described it. And the sun's coming in the window and it's showing a shadow on the wall. Now, one of the things in taking over another country where they tried to bury the religion and um, the language and everything that was going on, they hid a lot of information in games and in secret writings and in shadows. And the shadow of, believe it or not, the shadow of three triangles stuck together, three inches, six inches, and nine inches, create a shadow of the Templar cross. And at the same time, Sylvia Franck wrote a book about the Tree of Life and Holy Grail. And she said in there that Sherry Edwards is a modern keeper of the Holy Grail information. And that explained so much to me about what I knew and I was not educated to know it. And I just nearly fell to my knees when I saw that shadow and what was going on with it. It was a it was a moment of reverence. And then I started using the formulations that showed in that shadow of that Templar cross. And the very first thing is we helped a guy who had cancer of the eyeball and 
the formulas took away the cancer and regrew the eyeball. I couldn't believe it. We kept doing things we just couldn't believe. And I, as I couldn't believe it, science couldn't believe it. Here it is. Okay, that's a miracle. Okay, that's a miracle. And again and again, this happened because of my ears, because my voice creates a pure tone, because I'm the ace in the hole. If we get stuck, I'm the ace in the hole of how we go in and listen to somebody's voice and see what's going on with it. I remember one uh, baby that was in, um, she was a preemie, and she was gray, almost like rubber. And I did her sounds for her, and I continued to do them for 10 minutes or so. And you could watch her pink up. To this day, I don't know what the sound was. I didn't have any kind of machine or anything that would tell me we have all that now. But I think everybody can do that. I think if you touch people, lay your hand on the chest of a baby, begin to breathe with them, listen to the sound in your ears, I think the sound will come to you. That baby was unconscious. I think we're all capable of doing that. I don't know if it's a matter of belief. Well, I know it's not a matter of belief because I don't believe some of the things that we do. But it all comes down to frequency is. Frequency is math. Frequency is sound. Frequency is aroma. Frequency is color. Going back to be able to understand the beginning from where frequency is. And I believe it's the bombardment of the planets that helped all of this come together. And as we look at this idea of frequency is, and as the planets were magnetically drawn together and they clashed And in the beginning, there was hydrogen and helium, and that clashed together to make something else, and then that clashed together to make something else. That's the way our universe was born. And as those frequencies became more and more abundant, almost like adding two notes of music together so to create a third note, and then taking that note and creating more notes, Just like those frequencies move together, water plus nitrogen equals oxygen. The frequency of water minus nitrogen equals sulfur. Oxygen's frequency plus hydrogen equals water. Are you beginning to see that these are the beginning elements of our body? And as you move down through here, Nitrogen minus hydrogen equals chromium, blood sugar. Water plus oxygen equals estrogen and potassium cell salts. And as the things begin to bombard, they were frequency, but they created matter. In the beginning was the word. In the beginning was the frequency. And if you're looking at this um, slide... Oxygen minus hydrogen equals silica oxide, our connective tissue. 
moving down through here, you can see the beginning of hormones and how we began to be able to reproduce ourselves. In the beginning was frequency. James Jimjewski has proven that every sound in your body or every cell in your body makes a sound. And I wrote to him and said, yes, and we've figured out what's going on with that. And he, this is years ago, 2004. He hopes that sinusitology, which is what he called this, might someday help doctors hear disease and diagnose their patients much more quickly and rapidly. Well, here we are in that most of you know that we've been able to do things uh, like talk about uh, Robin Williams and what was going on with him. We're able to do this because, and this is my opinion, according to the word of God and the mandates of science, everything is frequency, and frequency is everything. Science shares this thought by stating that the most common denominator of all structure the atom is energy, a form of frequency. An expression attributed to God states that in the beginning was the word. And since sound is also frequency, God joins science in the observation that at its foundation, frequency is the basis of our universe. I think it's also the basis of ourselves and we have just been able to tap into that they say that you're made of little strings dna but they don't know what makes these strings behave i think we found the frequencies that make the strings behave and although the strings create our our structure, our DNA, what we have created creates RNA, what keeps the structure. It asks the question, is frequency our new medicine, all this stuff from the Templars, all the stuff that's imbued in my DNA someplace, all the things that make my voice and ears different from other people? It's an ancient mystery revealed that we have put into a scientific mathematical equation set up for all of you to use as a workstation. Soundhealthportal.com takes your vocal print, compares it to these bioacoustic pathways, and we turn it into bioacoustic Mathways, we provide it back to you so it goes through the skin to your brain and the body heals itself. We built computers in our brain's image. We created books in our intellectual image. Did we create math in an image of our basic structure, our DNA? Well, I think math would be here whether humans were here or not. One and one would always be two. That's a construct that's intrinsic in the universe, the concept of math. 
we create and recreate who we are from reproduction to invention all the time. Brain is to mind as body is to soul. Spirit is to being as body is to doing and it's all frequency. Curiosity is the forum in which we thrive and that has what has kept this going. I was so curious about what we were doing. Each journey starts with an idea. Mine started with a passion. I wanted to understand my ears and voice. And I can't prove this, but I think that as our voice creates wave patterns and we talk and it goes towards somebody else and they have a sound coming out of their ear and John Hopkins University proved that that's a reality. The sound out of the ear creates a waveform and it's the interference in that waveform from one person's voice to another person's ear. That's how we create meaning for each other in whatever language. I can't prove that, but somebody is going to. Even if the sound coming out of our ear is just what we're thinking, they're going to pick it up because on some level they're going to hear it. You have to be very thin-skinned to be able to pick that up and very thick-skinned to be able to handle it. I mean, what if they're thinking, boy, gosh, she's ugly. What would happen if everybody could hear on a conscious level exactly what all of that is? What would happen to our planet if everybody had to tell the truth or the truth was just out there? This idea started with a mutation of my ears and my voice. It wasn't data, so nobody would believe it. It came from my mind to want to know what was going on. It was not science. Science is here to substantiate what I am experiencing. And that's what's been the problem all along. We have begun to believe in science much more than our own experience. The person who has a backache and we do a sound give them a sound to take with them, it takes away the backache. They don't care scientifically how we did it. They care that they don't have a backache anymore. We are living entities. We are patterns of frequency. I've written an article about the humans as a math-based robot, and that's the science that we are using to give you solution. Your body goes into chaos. Your sound coming out of your ears that expresses your body is chaos. And what we try to provide is resolution. By giving you the frequencies to make your body patterns perfect, it's resolution. And you see that in our movies, you see that in our music, conflict, and resolution. 
Brian Butterworth proved that our brains are math. They are trained, even in a baby is trained, animals can be trained, that math, that we are really biofrequencies that receive information as a frequency, as math, and that everything that happens to the body reaches the brain as a biofrequency and in disease as a biomarker that is then sorted, routed, assigned, and interpreted and be sent to a designation. We found a way to tap into that based on what I saw as this holographic representation, its shadow, the formulas that I hear, we were able to decode it. Things happen to bioacoustics, to sound health, to the Institute of Bioacoustic Biology. And the most incredible rescues come about. I know this stuff is protected. I know somebody is leading the way. Somebody or some group or some frequency. I'll give you one example. I was told to get in my car and go park at this certain um, parking space on the street. And I'm like, I'm not doing that. And it comes again and again. And third time, okay, I'll go park there if there's an empty spot. Okay? So I did. There's an empty spot. Uh, Okay, I'm here now. What's going on? A lady had a heart attack right in front of me. And I was able to do the sounds and help her. I couldn't have known that. We're all connected. And we're connected in a way that we have pathways of frequencies that allow information in. This shows to me, since we're all connected with that, that we are all one. And what can you do with that? How is this important now? Robin Williams had... Um, or killed himself. I should say it that way. Let me find his graphs. He killed himself, and on the next day, I was on a radio show, and they said, oh, it's so bad, and he was depressed, and he was this. I said, I don't think it's depression. I think he had Louis proteins. I think he had dementia of some kind, and this was the day after he died. They all poo-pooed that idea, you know, he was depressed, he was zany, The next day, his widow announced that he had Parkinson's and Louis proteins and dementia as part of Parkinson's. We have reversed Parkinson's many times. His autopsy, I think November or December, proved that he had Louis proteins. You couldn't prove it before, except during an autopsy. If you're looking at the graph, this is what Alzheimer's looks like, these spikes. In March, they did uh, another announcement that, sure enough, it was Louis proteins. There are 9 million people on the planet 
with diagnosed Alzheimer's. Many more people are having the problems. It has become the plague that our brain is not functioning well because of all of the pollution and the medications and the GMOs. If we can look at Robin Williams, four years before he created these symptoms and help reverse this for all of the Alzheimer's patients in the world. We've got nine million more thinking, contributing people, and that is only one small thing that we can do. And that's what I invite you to be a part of, bringing bioacoustics to the people creating the medicine of the future. A lot of things plague us. The next one we're going to deal with is diet. We've done four projects so far. We think we've cracked it this time. So any of you who want to join us for our five-day class, please jump on our website, soundhealthoptions.com. Every month we have something new that we try to deal with that is either incurable or the government has created, or Big Pharma has created. We don't like those people who take away our rights. I'm going to have to turn it back over to you, Richard. I'm on my. I'm. I'm high on helping. I want everybody to have this opportunity that we build something and we go to the corner and we say Earl Grey tea hot or we say heal my broken arm and out comes frequencies and it's done I want to pass that information on to all of you and the quicker you pick it up the quicker it's passed on to me so that I can share everything I give away I get three more things in place of it please become a part of the bioacoustic family and as the Star Trek people say, live long and prosper. That's exactly what we want for you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. As always, it's a, I've heard this before, and it's always as moving and as amazing a story. And that's why I'm still here years later with Sherry talking about it, because I think the work that she's doing is extremely important. We need to be taking advantage of that work when I see things like Alex Azar, former Eli Lilly rep, becoming the health of our health and human services, it just tells me even more we really need to take responsibility for our own health, not relying upon others. When we need it, if we need it, okay, but not so much as a lifestyle. We can do a lot of work, from the work that I've watched Sherry do down through the years and talk about, we can do a lot of work on our own and keep things in balance and in check and really have a tremendous amount of benefit from doing bioacoustics, not only for ourselves but for our communities. So on that note, our, everybody have a great – go ahead. Our mission is to put health in the hands of the people. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's extremely powerful. So have a great rest of the week, and we'll see you on Sunday. 
Nope, I thought I could do it. I can't pull it up. I don't know. All right, everybody. See you then. Bye-bye. Later.